Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm your host, Albert Hardy. Today, I ran across a website, and I want to read some of the things that it's uh, actually discussing here. It's pretty amazing. Animal die-offs, mass animal deaths for 2018. Below is a list of worldwide mass animal deaths for 2018. I mean, it's only the third month. Wow. With pages also going back for the last seven years. There are animals dying all over the world in huge numbers due to the polluted state of the sea and air. Millions of fish and massive numbers of various marine creatures are washing ashore dead. Birds are falling out of the sky and millions of poultry and wildlife are dying due to avian flu. The animals of the land are also dying in large numbers Now, although animals and fish have been dying all throughout history, we have not seen the massive, consistent numbers that we are seeing now. Please remember, this is just one of many signs of the last days. It's time to wake up. In many of these events, people from all walks of life are saying they've never seen anything like this before. Some people say that this is all a mystery. Some say that these are natural die-offs. Some say they are caused by chemtrails. Some say Fukushima is the cause. Some people say it's due to man's polluting the earth. Others say this is God's judgment. Whatever the cause, we know one thing for certain. It was prophesied to happen in the Bible. Where? Hosea 4, 1 through 3. Listen to this. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and by lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore the land mourns, and every one that dwells therein shall languish. And the beasts of the field, with the fowls of the heavens, yes, the fishes of the sea, shall also be taken away. That's pretty scary stuff. And then they cite Revelation eleven eighteen, And the nations were angry, and your wrath is come, In the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. Wow. There are some other places I want to take you, but first, let me read to you a few of these massive death events. This happened just yesterday, March 25th, 2018. Three dead dolphins wash up on a beach in Sinop, Turkey, the 23rd of March. 140-plus whales are dead after stranding themselves in Western Australia. March 23rd again. Mass die-off of fishes washes ashore on the coast of Oman, Jordan. 
or Oman. I mean, the 23rd also, hundreds of dead fish found floating in a river in Ohio, in America. March 22nd, 16,000 plus birds are killed due to avian flu in Ghana. March 21st, thousands of dead fish found in ponds in Laredo, Texas, in America. March 21st again, thousands of dead fish found in a dam in Salem District in India. And the 20th, thousands of dead fish found in a river in Argentina. On the 18th, one million plus chickens killed due to avian flu in South Korea. What's happening? On the 18th of March this year, hundreds of seabirds washed up dead along the coast of Scotland. And on the 17th, dozens of dead seabirds and dead seals were washed ashore in Coronado, California, America. On the 16th, hundreds of dead fish die in a lake in Bogota, Colombia. On the 14th, dozens of birds fall dead onto a road in British Columbia, Canada. On the 14th again, seven dead dolphins are found in Chennai, India. On the 14th again, in Buenos Aires, hundreds of dead fish wash up on a beach. Wow. On the 8th of March this year, 700,000 plus animals have died due to extreme cold in Mongolia. March 8th again, 24,000 ducks dead due to avian flu in China. On the 8th again, three dead dolphins in Portugal. On the 7th, thousands of sheep found dead after a snowstorm in England. On the 7th again, this is in Indian River Lagoon, thousands of dead fish washing up due to red tide. This is in Lagoon, Florida where I live. Wow. On the 6th of March, 12-plus dead dolphins wash ashore in Spain. Millions of dead sea creatures wash up in England. This is in uh, Yorkshire, England, on the 5th. And also on the 5th, in Lincolnshire, England, thousands of dead fish found in a river. And also on the 5th, again, 140,000 birds killed due to avian flu in Bulgaria. And in Norway, 300 dead chickens found floating in the sea off the coast of uh, Trondelag, Norway. On the 4th, tens of thousands of dead starfish were washed up on the shore in Kent, England. On and on it goes. And we could go back all the way to 2011. And it shows pictures of birds all over the road, just, you know, everywhere. Have you seen stuff like this? Well, I imagine you have by now. Turtles are dying. Pelicans are dying. Dolphins all over the place. And it's showing picture after picture and link after link 
showing all these massive die-offs everywhere. Penguins in New Zealand. I mean, it's just all over. There's Uruguay, Cambodia, Brazil, America, England, uh, Honduras, Guatemala, Brazil. There are reports all over the place. New Zealand, Mexico, Malaysia, Australia, India, America. I mean, on and on it goes. My question is, how long can it go until there isn't any more? Wow. Scary. So, the bottom line here on their website says this, There is no doubt that these mass um, animal deaths occurring around the world is one of the many signs of the times, showing that we are indeed living in the last days. Throughout history, we have not seen animals dying like this in this, these kinds of numbers and all around the world. But the earth and the seas are so polluted now from chemicals, oil spills, and uh, other pollutants that animals just don't stand a chance. They can't survive like this. But this was to be expected as God had already warned us and had written in Bible prophecy that this world is heading for complete ruin. And they said this in uh, bold letters, Friends, it's time to turn to Jesus Christ. He is our only hope for the future. And then it's got a link to the list for 2017 and 2016, 2015, 14, 13, 12, and 11. I mean, this is a tremendous collection of work here. It's pretty amazing. Now let me take you to Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 24. We'll start there. I beheld the mountains, and look, they trembled. And the hills moved to and fro. I beheld, and there was no man. And all the birds, all the birds of the heavens were fled, gone, missing. Whoa. Sounds like Hosea chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Let's go there. And I've read this before, but it says, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there's no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore shall the land mourn and every one that dwells therein shall languish. What does languish mean? Well, it means starve, suffer, overheat, thirst, etc. Along with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of the heaven and the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Wow. Pretty scary stuff. The birds are predicted to disappear, and the animals of the field, and the fish as well. What do we eat? 
well, we consume food. And it's not just vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds. It's also animals. Some people eat them. I'm reminded of Paul Harvey who said, There's no need to worry. Nothing will turn out all right. Oh, man. That's quite a statement, really. In Amos, and we're going to get to Zephaniah, but let me just stop here. And um, in verse 17 of chapter 5 of Amos, he says this, And all the vineyards are wailing, or shall be wailing, for I will pass through you, says the Lord. Woe to you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? Is there any good there for you? The day of the Lord is darkness, not light. It's as a as if a man flee or ran away from a lion and a bear met him, or he went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? Wow. Zephaniah is one of the scariest small books in the Bible. But in chapter 1, and verse 2, he says, I will utterly consume all things from off the land, says the Lord. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of the heavens and the fishes of the sea. So we've got beasts, we've got men, we've got fowls, and we've got fish. Is there any other kind of living creature? Besides insects? Oh, boy. And the stumbling blocks with the wicked, and I will cut off man from the land, says the Lord. And then dropping down to verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and haste greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man there, shall cry bitterly. Wow. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and an alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. This is my point. Why is all this happening? Why are all the animals dying on the planet? Wow, have we ever considered what would happen if they all died off? No, we don't generally even think about it. We don't want to think about it. Well, it's because they have sinned that men, that is, not the animals, they can't sin. But the men have sinned against the Lord, and that's the reason for this. Their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. Verse 18, Neither shall their silver nor their gold be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he shall make an or make even a speedy riddance, 
an end, yes, a terrible end of all them that dwell in the land. That's scary stuff. That could be me. It could be you and, and your loved ones as well. Well, I hope for better things for us, that God would protect each one of us. Now let's go to Ezekiel 7 and verse 19, which says, 7, verse 19, They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed as an unclean thing. Wow! Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels. What do you satisfy yourself with? Food and water. And you fill your bowels with what? The same? Because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. So, in these cases, we see that it's clearly because of us. We're the ones doing it. We're the ones destroying the earth. Oh, boy. So, food will be removed. This is predicting famine. Famine. Have we ever seen that in the United States? Well, not to the scale that we're going to. And certainly not to the scale that other nations like Africa have seen. We've been pretty blessed here. Why? Because we turned to God from the very start. Unfortunately, now we're going the other way. We're going away from God, not toward him. That's not good. But it's not all bad news either. And I want to turn to Micah chapter 4 for a second. One of the minor prophets, so-called minor prophets, Micah. Jonah, Micah, chapter 4. Listen to this. But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. Who's king of the hill? Well, that would be Jesus. And it shall be exalted above all the hills, and the peoples shall flow into it. And many nations shall come and, or, uh, yeah, come and say, Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in those in his paths. For the law shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among many peoples, and rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war any more. But instead they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. 
God himself signs off on that promise to you and me. That's pretty fantastic. For all people will walk, every one, in the name of God. Wow. That's, it's righteousness to do that. And we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble her that halts. In other words, to me, that means not only just gathering, but reassembling people who can't walk. And I will gather her that is driven out and her that I have afflicted. Know anybody who's afflicted today? Let me tell you, my wife has been in a nursing home for uh, 14 years now due to a massive stroke. And uh, I look forward to the day when she's back whole again. She can't walk. She can't get out of bed. She's half paralyzed and blind. So it matters what we eat, folks, and how we eat it and how we exercise and how we live our lives, get our sleep and rest and sunshine fresh air. Verse 7, And I will make her that halts, or can't walk, a remnant, and her that was cast far off into a strong nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in, in Mount Zion, and from that point forever, even forever. The Lord will reign forever. Verse 8, And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto you it shall come, even to the first dominion, that is, Israel. The kingdom shall um, come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Now why do you cry out? Is there no king in you? Is Is your counselor perished? For pains have taken you as a woman in travail. Be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in travail. For now you shall go forth out of the city, and you shall dwell in the field. Isn't that interesting? We're going to leave the cities and become farmers. Wow. And you shall even go to Babylon. There you shall be delivered. There the Lord shall redeem you or make the most of you from the hand of your enemies. Now also many nations are gathered against you that say, Let her be defiled and let our eyes look upon Zion. We'll get what they've got. That's what they want. They want they're envious of Israel. They don't have what it takes, and that is God. Verse 12, chapter 4, Micah. But they know not the thoughts of the Lord, neither understand his counsel. For he shall gather them as sheaves to the threshing floor. Arrive, uh, I'm sorry, arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron and I will make your hooves brass, and you shall beat in pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain unto the Lord. 
That's what David did, ancient King David. When he conquered a people and took all their wealth, he gave it to the Lord and made preparations for the temple to be built. I will consecrate their gain unto the Lord and their substance unto the Lord of the whole earth. And that is the last uh, verse in that whole chapter, chapter 4 of Micah. But that's really good news. There is a good outcome after the return of our great king, King Jesus. Lastly, let's go to Zechariah chapter 14. And um, let's see. Let's just start in verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, and your spoil shall be divided in the midst of you. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city shall be taken and the wives, or uh, the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go into captivity, and the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. God fights to win, my friends. Verse 4. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall split in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there will be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half toward the south. And you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach into Azal, or Azal. Yes, you shall flee like as you fled before the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. And the Lord shall come and all his saints with him. Wow. And it shall come to pass in that day that it, the light shall not be clear nor dark. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night. But at evening it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go forth out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea, that is, eastern and western seas. In the summer and in the winter it shall be, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. Let me read that again. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and his name one. All the land shall be turned as a plain from Gibeah to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate under the place of the first gate and, uh, let's see, from the tower of Hananiel unto the king's winepress. And men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction or curse, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. Yay! Wow. So, yes, there is a better day coming. When he's here, do we 
really think that things will go on like they are? No, 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 no. Instead, as we have read many times, chapter 35 of Isaiah says this, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing, for the glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon shall they see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. You know, all the false gods are going away. You want to see proof of that? Well, let's just go there and and see. This is in the book of Jeremiah. All the gods that did not create the heavens and the earth shall perish. This is Jeremiah 10 and verse 11. 10, 11. That's easy to remember. Jeremiah 10, 11. Here's what it says exactly. Um... Let's see, I'm on 11. Where's 10? Okay, 10 and verse 11. Thus you shall say to them, the gods, little g gods, that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from off the earth and under these heavens. Unquote. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm glad you tuned in today. Thanks for listening. I'm glad you're interested in Bible prophecy. If you'd like to learn more, go to my website, itellwhy.com. That's the letter I, T-E-L-L, and W-H-Y, dot com. There you can see videos, you can listen to audio books and chapters and so forth. There's a lot to explore there. My eight books are there. Until next time, have a great day. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio.